0: Welcome back to the Hot to Best Daily Pick Show for Thursday, March 10th. Back with some more conference tournament action. And before we get into Thursday's card, quick recap for Wednesday. We're still waiting on the Washington State result, but at the moment we sit at 3-0. Syracuse, Oregon, St. John's all cover those games. So, um, so far this week, conference tournaments have been great to us. Um, We're cooking. Hopefully we can keep that going today. We do got a special guest on the show today to go over a couple of games with us. So let's jump right into it. Welcome back, guys. We are back with Picks with the Professor. Got a special guest on Thursday's show here, looking at some more conference tournament games. Um, Where can people find you? What have have you been up to?
1: Yeah, so people can find me on Twitter, at Professor Sides. You can find our YouTube channel, that's Picks with the Professor. I've also got a Google Sheet that has Picks on either the side or the total of every Division I college basketball game. uh, Like Chris here, I built a model uh, that predicts uh, what the the score should be, uh, but not just the spread, but also the total. So a lot of good information out there that I provide, uh, free of charge if you want to hit up that Google Sheet, uh, the YouTube channel, or the Twitter.
0: Yeah, and definitely go check out his stuff, especially, you know, we're recording a little bit earlier here Thursday, don't quite have all the spreads, all the matchups. So um, go take a look at his video tomorrow. Um, But for some games here starting off taking a look at the Florida Texas A&M game i really love florida here in this matchup overall florida is a team that i've loved um this entire season they've definitely had some struggles this year don't get me wrong um but what team hasn't offensively they've looked very very strong defensively they haven't been a horrible team um either texas a&m though you know finished out the season pretty strong five wins in their last six games defensively they're a strong team too um and florida is question or their leading scorer questionable i think he has an illness or something so um that's always a factor but i do really like how florida has shot the ball i think even without him um they do pretty good and i don't know what your input is and and if you have anything but injuries in my opinion i think get overblown a little bit especially with some of these smaller teams i I mean i get it if it's like you know national player of the year player that that's one thing but for florida um i don't know how much it matters so what do you think of this game got any input maybe on on injuries just in general but um yeah what do you got
1: yeah i agree a lot of good points there when castleton went down earlier in the season for florida we all kind of overreacted a little bit to that and then he was gone and then they won and then it was like oh they can play with them and they lost so it kind of showed uh, kind of like you're saying the injuries are a little bit overblown like you said if there's a top tier player that's not the case but in general i think people in, in all sports and football we see the same thing too right we we tend to value a player at three or four or five points of the spread and really it should be like one right it should be a whole lot less than what our, our gut is because the guy who's replacing him isn't that bad right it's not yeah. like they're replacing him with you and me like coming off yeah. the street right you know they're replacing him with the who's pretty good so i'm with you uh it's probably not as big of a deal as people tend to think I, i'm with you i like florida i i make this game about three uh so i think that they should win both these teams have been really inconsistent all season yeah. um you know A and M. Every time you think you figure them out, they they, they zig and zag as well, right? So uh, they have finished strong, but I, I think Florida is the better team here. Um, the other thing right now, the total is one hundred and thirty-four and a half. I like the under on that one. Both these teams play a little bit slow. Their defenses are are, are solid. They're above average. They're not that weak. And so I think one hundred thirty-four and a half is just a, a shade too high in this one. So I'm with you. I like Florida, and if uh, if you're a totals player, I kind of think the under makes a lot of sense there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would like I, We were talking a little bit before the show um, started here. I, I'm not huge on the totals, but I would agree defensively. Both these teams are very, very strong. And um, one little point that I, I noticed when I was writing some notes for today and, and kind of just the conference tournaments so far this week in general, um, for whatever reason, teams that finished the season strong like Texas A&M did here, you know, five wins in the last six games. Um, I've kind of been betting against them, and, and for a little bit of a, it's worked out a little bit. I, I don't know if that holds a, a whole lot of, you know, strength at all. Um, but it, it's been working out. Um, you got any input on that?
1: Oh no, so it's a great point. Uh, I was just at the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference this weekend and talking with some different people who model sports outcomes, people from different uh, sports books who are part of teams that make these lines, and had a, some interesting discussions around that exact idea right like if you, if a team is playing well or not well you know entering a game everyone has that same information and so it really gets your head spinning a little bit here trying to figure out how to map that so I, I kind of think what you're saying is a little bit of a contrarian take which isn't necessarily a bad thing because a lot of times people say oh this team's been playing really well and I think it's the book knows that too and they're adjusting the numbers as well so it's not as simple as just saying oh, I'm going to ride the hot team because you know you, you you're not playing teams you're playing numbers and, and i get there might be a little pushback with that because you are betting on the team i get that but, but the point is it's the team and the number right yeah. so the numbers adjust to that and um of course how much do you adjust for that or not it's it's a constant question um but it's not it's not straightforward right it's not as simple as oh they played well you should back them right that's a that's kind of a, a recipe for disaster so that you're going against that i don't think there's anything wrong with it at all i think it's uh it's a it's a fascinating question for
0: sure yeah yeah and a lot of that you know obviously comes down to the opponents that they did have strength to schedule um, in different parts. And um, moving on to the next game here, Buffalo taking on Akron sort of kind of falls in that similar thing. Akron wins their last five games, um, but Buffalo, even though they lost their last two, they went on quite a run um, in the Mac there for a while. I think they won eight or nine straighter or, or something like that. Um, but this Buffalo team has kind of impressed me this season offensively. They've shot the ball pretty well. Um, Williams, you know, their, their lead scorer has like 19.2 points per game um, defensively they've had some struggles this season don't get me wrong um but i think so has akron i mean defensively i I don't know that either of these teams are are super strong and um i think buffalo has a a slight edge on the offensive side of things and and this buffalo team really why i like them when they get hot on the offensive side of the ball um they can be a very dangerous team and and i think in the mac tournament here um they could potentially you know scare some some of the better teams at the top of the mac here um what do you got on this game
1: Oh, I mean, you you said a lot of perfectly accurate things there. Buffalo's got a slightly better offense than Akron. Both defenses are are not very good. Um, Buffalo's defense probably gets a little bit worse of a rep because they play so fast. And that, I think, is going to be the key to this game. Who controls the tempo? Because if Buffalo controls the tempo and gets up and down the court like they want to and makes it a high-scoring affair, I don't think Akron can hang with them, right? If Akron can slow it down, that's going to frustrate Buffalo. And that's going to be the kind of the key to watch here is how the tempo is going in the this game, but in general, I tend to agree with you. I think the best unit on the court is Buffalo's offense. So, since it's such a short number, if pressed, I would take Buffalo. I also would take the over just because neither of these teams play any defense. So, right now, the number's 141 and a half, and so I, I would lean Buffalo and over there. It's not anything I like necessarily, um, but it's 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 I would lean that way just because I tend to think that what Buffalo's struggles were the last couple of games, um, were kind of more blips in the radar like you said it was several mini games before that that they really just rolled the ball out and just let the guys run and they would get on these crazy scoring runs dominate teams and again the fact that Akron doesn't play defense they keep the score down because of their pace but they can't play defense If Buffalo starts making some shots it could get ugly in a hurry uh
0: for akron yeah yeah um definitely and yeah I, I know i don't remember who um those buffalo opponents were i think one of them might have been toledo um uh, which obviously won the mac regular season and you know this Toledo's akron team <laughs> yeah yeah they they've been crazy this season um and akron has had some struggles against the top competition in the conference they did beat this buffalo team um earlier in the year and it, I, it's hard for me in these conference tournament games to how much weight do i put into you know those previous results um you kind of gotta i think throw a lot of that out and, and more just overall how they did in conference play as a whole is really the, the kind of what i'm looking at um going into these tournament games um so yeah um moving on here though going into our third matchup in the day heading to the big east tournament um marquette taking on creighton now this is Probably my, my favorite pick of the day. Um, I've really liked this Marquette team this season. Um, I definitely have a soft spot for Shaka Smart, and I think Marquette is a is a better fit for him overall than Texas oh, yeah. ever was. Oh, yeah. He just he just always felt out of place at Texas. Um, and even though Creighton, you know, ha- has been a great team, I mean, defensively they are super super strong. Um, I think they, you know, the, those offensive struggles, you know, have have definitely been a problem for this season. Marquette's also been pretty strong on the defensive side of the ball, and um, you know. Similar to that, you know, Marquette, I, I think, is just the better shooting team. And, and I think it's be really hard, um, kind of like the last game, if Marquette, you know, <laughs> is hitting their shots, it's going to be hard for Creighton to keep up in this one. Um, what do you think on this one?
1: Yeah, I agree. I like Marquette a lot in this one. Um, Marquette's offense is is better than Creighton's offense by a bigger margin than Creighton's defense is better than Marquette's offense. Uh, Marquette's defense can hang with Creighton's, but I don't think Creighton's offense can hang with Marquette's. And so I think that's the difference in this game. Uh, The other thing to point out is that Creighton's been a fantastic team to pack at home Mm -hmm. once they've left omaha they have not been nearly as good um home court has been down this year in college basketball it was one of the one of the worst years that we've seen uh depending on the metric that you look at for home court but some teams that hasn't held true with and creighton was not one of those teams they were a drastically different team at home versus the road and this game not being a home game for them i think marquette wins being a short number i think they can cover the third points
0: yeah, yeah, I definitely agree on that one. You know, Marquette, um, like you said, just a, a bigger margin on the offensive side of the ball and and they've really just been an, an impressive team to me this season. Um moving into the the last game here. Um, a lot of early matchups today don't have a a ton of the late games Um, but we got UC Santa Barbara taking on UC Irvine Um, now this is an interesting game because UC Irvine's offense isn't very good at all I mean Santa Barbara definitely has a a major edge on that but their defense has been very very good their perimeter defense especially um, you know I think they have one of the lowest um, allowed three point percentages in the country at the moment Um, and they've shot their free throws very very well which is definitely something that I love to look at you know you know, in conference tournaments come March Madness um, free throws just become so much more meaningful because you get close games down the stretch um, you never know what's going to happen granted a pick them maybe that doesn't come into play um, nearly as much but um, yeah I think Irvine on defense is, is going to have a major major edge in this one um, not to say that Santa Barbara isn't good on defense but, but kind of like that last one Santa Barbara does have the, the edge on offense um, I, I do believe uh, what do you think in this game
1: well, and you mentioned free throws there. I think it absolutely does matter in a pick them because if Irvine's ahead late, then you need those free throws to put the game away as opposed to letting Santa Barbara stay in the game. So I think that free throw shooting is important to this. Uh I think that helps Irvine out um a little bit there. Uh, but I mean you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. The, the note that I wrote down was strength on strength here. Um the best unit on the floor is Santa Barbara's offense, uh on that side, on the best unit on the floor's defensive sides, you see Irvine. So it, it will be an interesting matchup there. I think this is an interesting from a pace perspective because we really know exactly what we're going to get. When you have a team, you talk about Buffalo-Akron. Buffalo wants to go fast. Akron wants to go slow. You don't really know what you're going to get in a game like that. But in this Santa Barbara-Irvine game, these two teams play at almost the identical pace. We know exactly what we're going to get. We know that it's going to be harder for Santa Barbara to score than usual because of Irvine's great defense, but it will be easier for Irvine to allow points than neutral because Santa Barbara's good offense. So uh, I think that it's total strength on strength, but I like Irvine here because I like the defense to prevail in these type of matchups, especially in the conference tournaments. It's not a game in December where they're just Letting everything fly right, especially two teams that play a little bit slower of a tempo totals 125 so no one's expecting a lot of points here. And I like Irvine I think the under is probably a smart way to look too, because if Irvine does win, it means because it it means their defense played really well, and so uh, I just think that they'll be able to. Prevail in that strength on strength matchup, frustrate Santa Barbara, keep this game more in the uh, 50s, you know, upper 50s or something like that, you know, first one to 60 wins type game, which Santa Barbara's offense, that's not what they want. They don't play fast, but they still want to score.
0: Yeah. And this um, Santa Barbara team, kind of fits into that um similar thing i was talking about last year they finished the season very very strong um a lot of that though you know against weaker competition no team nearly as good with irvine here and um you know like you were saying i I really think it's going to be a defensive game for irvine on this one you know a a low scoring battle um and i think they come out there um that wraps it up for for the games that i had um what else are you looking at for thursday or, or just conference tournaments in general um what insight can you give us on some of these games
1: so i've got one extra pick that i want to drop here it's the under in south florida central florida it's a 6 p.m central tip off the total right now is 127 my model makes this under 124 and i'm not sure that that's still not low enough the south florida unders have been off all season um they've been being bet down overnight and into the morning and it's still they haven't been bet down low enough so if you're listening to this Tonight, go grab that under right now. If you're listening to go grab it right now, anyway, because whatever you're listening to, it, it is right now, right? <laughs> if it's a morning, go get it right. Don't wait around until closer to tip off. Conference tournament totals and NCAA tournament totals tend to get bet down because we understand the a little bit of a tighter possessions, a little bit more careful with the ball, a little bit more, you know, let's let's not be careless. And and the neutral court effect. I haven't shot at this gym you know, creates a few more misses, that sort of thing. So we're all aware of unders are kind of more the play at this time of year. So it's probably gonna get bet down from 127. I still think there's value even at 124 if it's bet down that low. I'll give you all this just as a little, uh, I'll show my receipts here. Uh, the model's 11 and five on South Florida under edges this season, four and one on Central Florida under edges this season. And it's not just blindly taking unders, the models four and two on Central Florida overs as well. So I pegged these two teams pretty well this year and this total is just way too high. I don't know how low it will go, but I do feel confident saying it will drop. So that's an extra little nugget for you there for your Thursday, get that under 127 in South Florida, Central Florida.
0: Yeah, and I know there'll, there'll definitely be some people um, who will be taking that because I get comments all the time that I, that I should be taking totals and it's just not my game in college basketball. I, I've really struggled um, trying to, to get these totals right, but um, I love the pick there. Go check out his spreadsheet, you know, picks for, for all the games going on as well as the, um, the show Thursday morning um, to get caught up on, on some of the games we didn't cover here and, and really just everything going on in college basketball. So um, thanks for coming on the show again. I had a great time. Um, I always love the 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 statistical insight as much as i i try to do it myself you just can't beat some of the knowledge that that you're able to bring to the show so um thanks for coming on yep glad to be here enjoyed it all right and that wraps it up for Thursday's college basketball show. Thanks for Picks for the Professor for coming on today's show. Go check out his stuff. Also, go check out best.com. if you want to see more college basketball, NBA, NHL action going on today, as well as go check out the Hot Tipets main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok to see all the stuff that's going on over there, as well as following me at Hot Chris on Twitter and Instagram so you don't miss out on any future content. Also, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for Thursday's college basketball card. And thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.